Welcome to the Rent to Retirement Podcast, your resource for passive real estate investing and retirement strategies. If you're new to real estate or planning your financial future, you're in the right place. Join us at renttoretirement.com to find your path to financial freedom and an easy, carefree retirement. Enjoy the show. And I believe we're live. So uh, hello, rent to retirement community. This is Zach Lee Master here, founder and CEO of rent to retirement We have uh, Chris Prefontaine here as well with the Wicked Smart Academy. We'll kind of go through some hot topics about creative financing and make sure to answer any questions anyone has. Chris, how are you doing today? Awesome, buddy. Good to see you. Good to hang out again. All right. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to pop them in the comment box. And we'll probably go through a little bit of a presentation and then answer some questions at the end there. Have the uh, leaves started to change color yet, Chris, on Rhode Island or not yet? You know, probably not Rhode Island, but where I'm building up in Vermont, it is already it's such a dry season, you know, up in the mountains. Any exciting deals? I know you've said uh, deal influx is really uh, started to pick up recently. So any, uh, any big wins you're looking at right now? Yeah, what's interesting is the I, I was saying to you earlier, we're we're sort of a microcosm of society, our community, right? So when something bubbles or goes up or down or a challenge, it's what's going on out there. And so this past month we had a close to another record of how many deals we call them taken, but put on a contract and brought into the community uh, because of the market. The market's changing fast. When rates go from two point two to six <laughs> in four to six months, things change and and, and sellers need us more than ever. So the creative space, I mean, I've been at this 31 years and I emailed our community this week, Zach, and I said, I, I never in my 31 years has it been so cool to be in creative real estate, really. It, it's a neat time right now because it's chaos, there's uncertainty. Yeah. I mean, this is just so relevant. I think creative financing in general, uh, most people probably have no idea really what, kind of what, what that means. So I definitely want to start here in a couple of minutes by explaining that. Sure. Um, sure. But it's, it's really cool to see. I mean, so many people get concerned about where the market's at, right? And and what's going on um, and maybe let it, holding back and per, that's preventing them from taking action. But this is something, a creative way that you can be successful in any market cycle, but especially relevant right now, right? With, uh, with how things are changing. Would you agree with that or? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I may have said this in the past, but here's reality. March of 20. Oh, you can't buy the media in the public in realtors. Maybe even you can't buy it's COVID March of 21. Can't buy it. The market's too hot. March 22. Can't buy the, the interest rates just went up. The, there's one constant real estate's going to keep changing for you and I. And when you understand how to pivot inside of that and the way to do it is create a real estate, you win every time. It doesn't matter what the market's doing. It's you understanding how to pivot in that market. That's what's so cool about it. I love it. Yeah, hundred percent. So let's go ahead and get started, Chris. If you could just give a quick overview for anyone that doesn't know who you are, and you know, kind of your strategy using creative financing to acquire real estate, can you give us a quick overview? Yep, real quick. I'll take thirty-one years and do it in two minutes. So we um, we buy creatively in the New England area. We then go out and we partner, and I'll define what that is. And we partner with um, with uh, what we call student associates all over the country, all over North America. Because there's a big, I think, a gap in the real estate education industry of uh, from, from where you take a course or a seminar to doing a deal. And there's a lot of stuff that happens. Life happens. Creative real estate's pretty deep. And so we hold hands, so to speak. We lock arms with students and get deals done. This whole thing was born, Zach, to cap it off, coming out of the 08 crash. Uh, I had already been in the business since 1991. 
but I got beat up in the crash and I designed this. And now the company has been built around, let's thrive in every market, no matter what, let's understand how to pivot in every market. And then this whole thing was born and creative real estate to us means um, we don't buy with banks. We don't buy by signing personal loans. We don't buy by putting gobs of our own cash up or investor cash for that matter. We buy lease purchase, owner financing and subject to existing financing. That's it. That concept, I think, is pretty foreign to a lot of people, especially that are getting started and they have a hard time wrapping their head around, okay, how, how can you acquire real estate using no banks, no, no cash, no credit, not raising capital from people? Uh, because that is a limiting factor for a lot of people that are buying the traditional route, which there's nothing wrong with, you know, going right. through and, and using a bank and putting percent down. But at some point, you know, money is a limiting factor for everybody. And so we, we can no longer, you know, we, we hit this threshold where we can no longer grow our portfolio if we're just out of out of money. So, I mean, we have to be creative in a lot of different ways. But specifically with what we're talking about, these are not like you're not necessarily going out and finding properties that need to be rehabbed, right? I mean, these aren't like super distressed properties where you wholesaling or flipping. I mean, this is basically finding a solution, another solution, an option for a seller to exit their property and meeting their needs and then engineering the transaction so it can make sense for you and the seller and everyone comes out of a, out of this with a win. Is that accurate to say? Or Yeah, 98, 99% of the deals do not need any work or very, very, very minimal work. It's got to be livable, right? But most of them are nice homes. Um, if we do run across a home that needs a little work, we pass that on to the buyer we're putting in the home while they get qualified for a loan. So we're not touching these homes from a, from a work standpoint. If you got something that was a pure rehab, it needs, you know, you got to, you can't move in until you do. We don't go after those. It's not what we, it's not our world. Got it. Can we do a quick summary um, just for the audience, for people that are watching it, watching it now or in the future of like, what is creative financing? You, you talked briefly about sub two seller financing and lease option, which are kind of the main strategies that you focus on. But can you do a quick definition of what each of those are and kind of how creative financing works? Yeah. And then you can peel back deeper if you want me to. Okay. So uh, lease purchase in all markets, except for Texas, we call it a sandwich lease, whereby we're going to tie up a property on a lease purchase contract. It gives us the right to assign and or put something in that home. Uh, we, we do that by a rent-to-own buyer. That rent-to-own buyer simply needs time to get financing. There's just a plethora of those right now with the interest rates doing what they did with COVID causing entrepreneurs to go on their own. They need time to get financing. So a sandwich lease allows us to to solve the seller's problem to with selling in this market, getting the most out of it, put the buyer in that home who can't qualify for conventional loan right now. And then when we cash out within three years, two years, five years, uh, everything gets paid off and that's where we profit big. But we do profit, as you know, Zach, three different ways on all deals, a three payday trademark system. So lease purchase is nothing more than you getting in between contractually and legally and on title of a seller and a buyer. The, um, did Let's unpack that just real quick. Yeah, because that's a yeah. little bit of a higher level concept, I think. So lease op is lease option. Is that two separate contracts, the lease and the option to execute the, the purchase of that? On the it... seller side, when we tie it up, it's the same contract. When we sell to the buyer, there is a separate rider. So you have a tenancy and then you have a uh, uh, option to buy. Okay. So when you when you say you're signing a lease, is this a lease like to rent the property? Is it or you're, you know, can you define the lease aspect of it? Yeah, ours is a lease purchase agreement. There's different ways of saying that, lease option, but ours is a definitive lease purchase. So on or before a date, let's call it 36 months, it stipulates that we are going to get our buyer who's in the home waiting to get financing. We're going to get them the conventional loan. We're going to help them get the conventional loan. 
and they're going to cash out the property, which pays off the underlying debt and any equity that was promised to the seller that they had to wait for. Okay. And not to get too into the nitty gritty details, but essentially in this scenario, you're not going on title with the property and you know, you're, you're signing a lease with the option to purchase it. You're finding a, uh, an end buyer for it. That's also going to, you know, come in and, and rent the house and eventually you're qualifying them for financing to, to take them out. So you, yes. you have your, your seller and then you have your, your end uh, buyer and you're creating the opportunity for both of them. Right. Yeah, and good point about transfers because no deed transfers there. I just spent a better part of two hours in my higher level group on a mastermind explaining when the deed doesn't transfer, it's good for you as a brand new investor because we put $10 deposits on these agreements. That's pretty simple. And there's no transfer tax and you don't even take title. Now, are there pros and cons to that? Sure, when you own it, you have other accounting benefits, which we'll talk about with the other two. Yeah, and I think from a lease, uh, from a strategy standpoint, a lease option is probably the least invasive to a seller and the easiest to explain to them because there's not transferring title. You know, you're, you're giving them um, basically the terms that, that they need to feel comfortable with this and still allow you to control the real estate. Uh, right. Yeah. Use the great word there. Control. People say, well, I'll give you an example. We had a, a deal closed uh, two days ago and my student Rick got a $93,000 payday one. Okay. Uh, the first check we get. And the, the buyer's attorney, they had a lot of money being put down. The buyer's attorney were trying to protect their buyers said, well, you don't own it. Therefore, my buyers can't do this. So our attorney had to educate them that, no, we don't own it, but here's our contract giving us the right to do what we're doing, number one. Number two, here's our notice of option that we just filed on the uh, register at the, uh, uh, you know, on the registry of deeds. So we're on record. We're controlling it and we're not taking title, but we're on record. How was that 90? I mean, that's an, an exceptional first payday, 93,000. Can you this explain was, the numbers with that? I like how, yeah, that this work? was this guy's first deal. <laughs> so mm -hmm. he's rather happy now and a little overconfident. So, um, our payday one means a buyer who truly is a buyer, they have cash down like they would if they were buying tomorrow with the bank, they just can't get financing yet. They're true buyers, we qualify them that way. So this couple came to the table. They have a payment processing business. They were 18 and 23, Zach, very successful business they had going on. But the bank needs 24 months of what they call seasoning so they can mm -hmm. get a loan. So in the meantime, we put them in the home. They give us 90, it was 90,000 plus first months. And we keep all that. It's all ours, non-refundable for the student. And so that's our payday one. Our payday two is starting next month, they're going to pay their first month's rent to our student, Rick. And we're going to pay the underlying debt on that home. There's a spread, a delta. We keep that. That's payday two. And then he's got 60 months on this deal. So on or before 60 months, when these kids get financing, these buyers, we're going to pay off the underlying debt, which is now lower. We benefit from the principal pay down. We're going to pay any uh, equity due to the seller. There's actually a lot. And then we're going to keep the difference. The three paydays for him is 140000 Most of that was up front. On his first deal. First deal. This guy's... <laughs> Well, living nice. I love it. Okay. Moving on from lease option, we have uh, subject to and seller financing. Which one do we want to talk about next? I think seller financing because sub two is the most advanced in my head, just, just generally speaking. Okay. Let's go through seller financing. So seller financing, because I'm sitting in my building, I'll use that as an example. I am sitting in a, in a building that has my own company, sure, but also uh, three tenants on the lower level. I'm on the middle level. And I bought this from an owner that's not new to real estate. So this is opposite of some sellers. This guy is, was free and clear. That's who we target, free and clear properties, no debt. And he was specifically looking 
for owner financing. And I say that to, to preempt any questions that are going to come up. Well, how do you convince the seller? You don't. You just look to solve what he was trying to do, which was estate planning for his wife and son. He has since passed away. I probably knew that something was going on. And he wanted it for tax reasons. He did not want to have a lump sum come and pay all his capital gains. And so he specifically was looking for an owner financing deal. I did not go through commercial underwriting on this. I would have had to. I would have had to put 25 or 35% down. I didn't have to. And I would have got no principal pay down essentially at the beginning of a mortgage. I got all principal pay down for 18 months on this deal. So owner financing is nothing more than I bought this property instead of bringing new bank money to the table. A lot of people have bought their own home before where the new money shows up on the settlement statement. There was no new money. It says seller financing. And that's where the, the difference is made up in the settlement statement. So I pay him, now his family, as the instead of the bank. I love it. Yeah. I guess one of the questions that comes up commonly when you talk about seller financing, and some people, I, I think, when they first get into creative financing, they want to approach like the seller. Are you open to seller financing? Will you seller finance? And maybe that, that's a little bit of an abrasive way. I mean, some, sometimes you need to educate the seller on what seller financing is and how it's beneficial to them. But I mean, what, what are some common objections that you would get with, uh, with someone like, how would you explain that seller financing is beneficial for the seller? Yeah. So the conversation sounds just like this. Uh, if you're my seller, my initial question is, are you open? If, if I got your price and I haven't seen your home yet but, or property yet, but if I got your price, are you open to either owner financing or lease purchase? naturally to your point, a lot of them say, well, what is that? Or some of them know obviously what owner financing has been around since 1600s, but the ones that don't, um, and there's no debt on the property, I'm going to explain that they're probably going to get more, they're going to get more money from me than they would conventionally. I'm not a realtor, so there's no fee. And the longer you're willing to go out, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, I can even put a premium on it because I'm doing principal only payments. And if they're going to go out next year or two or three, I get 20 years here. I'm going to be okay with paying a little bit extra even or their full price, if that's all it takes. I paid full price here. The market wasn't giving it to them and I gave it to them. So if you could break down the benefits to a seller doing seller financing, it would be one, you can offer them the price that, that they really want and need, even if they can't sell it on the open market for them. Yep, right. And, and of course you got to look at all the numbers and everything with it. But so you, you give them the price, which, which probably is a number one thing most people are looking for is their price. Yeah, the owner, the free and clear people, especially, I, I call it ego, call it the smart investor, whatever it might be, they want their price. And if you can get there, you can get your term. Got it. And then there's the additional things of, you know, not having to involve a realtor. So you got, I mean, there's potentially 6% or whatever on the table yeah. there of, of yeah. fees involving banks, um, you know, which in there's additional closing costs and banks complicate things. I mean, that's, that's more on a benefit for you, but um, but also the tax side, they don't have this huge capital gain. They can really structure this out as a retirement picture uh, where they're, they're getting paid over time um, and still getting the price that they need. So I love that. Pretty simple, uh, probably applies mainly to people who have free and clear properties where they're just acting as the bank and the title does transfer, transfer. you actually own the property um, and then you have whatever terms as, as far as like monthly payments and um, ideally principal or majority principal uh, payments over whatever term, you know, is yep. what, what would you say an average term is for seller financing? I mean, I'm, sky's well, the limit with whatever you come up with, but. Uh, with the last two deals, I'll go by current community. We just had that mastermind call today. Last two deals were written at five and 10 years. And then our personal our family team, our, our acquisitionist, Steve, just got a 10 year owner financing deal close to Boston in a very hot market. 
I love it. Very good. Let's move on to subject two. So this is a scenario yep. where someone has, and I think a lot of questions revolve around this because it involves banks um, and, and how you coordinate that. Property has a an existing mortgage in place and the seller you know, is concerned about whether they're in pre-foreclosure or not or whatever the case is. You, you have to t- basically take over those payments. Let's yep. talk about uh, sub two and kind of when that applies and what that is, Chris. Yeah. So opposite, this is a good transition because the opposite of say free and clear these sellers, not always, but typically are financially needing a Band-Aid right away. So, hey, I'm behind a month or two, or I know in a month or two, I'm, I can't handle this anymore, and I'm willing to just sell my house for, for what it's worth. Uh, sorry, for what is owed on it. That's usually a typical sub-two deal. Now, I'll, I'll explain that in a second. Another scenario, though, is um, recently, Brian's one of them. Brian was on your show recently. He ran into a property where they they had a lot of equity, but they wanted closure. They're moving out of state. And so there was a sub two component. The loan was staying in place, but there was also some some financing to the seller. So a sub two just means for definition, I am buying a home. I am uh, taking full title to it. I'm owning it. But the loan stays in the seller's name. They're technically still the guarantor, but I take title to the property. We own, we do these constantly in the community. And so that... Again, usually the motivation is financial relief, but not always. How do you make a seller feel comfortable that you're going to make the mortgage payments on on their mortgage? This is interesting because that to come across confident and as sort of the authority, if you will, is important. Um, I tell sellers, look, um, because our community is so big, I can confidently say, look, we're the foremost experts in North America on these types of deals, number one. Number two, check us out. Like, go check us out. And if you're not comfortable when you put your head on the pillow at night, this isn't for you. So I very confidently say that because we've done um, approaching a 1,000 deals. I let them know that as well. And I tell them to check out the BBB. Now, the listeners might think, well, what if I'm not there? We coach our people. Register with the BBB, reference us as an organization. And last but not least, when I'm on the phone with someone and a new student is, they say very kind of nonchalant, uh, if you're talking to anyone else, are they certified with the Creative Financing Real Estate Association? They can confidently say that because there's no other course that does that <laughs> except for ours in North America. So that's a confidence booster for a seller going, okay, cool. So they're certified to do what I'm about to do with them. Very good. And it's all about yeah, building their confidence and explaining and educating them on, on how this is going to work and yeah. that this is your business model and why, how it's going to make sense for them. And so it sounds like a lot of times this is a distressed seller. Let's talk about, I don't want to get too into the weeds here with specifics, but I mean, I'm, I'm curious with a sub two with someone that has, let's say they're in pre-foreclosure or potentially already in foreclosure. Yeah. How, how can, you know, how does that work with the bank with communication? Let's say the house has started foreclosure um, and they're behind on payments. Is it as easy as coming in and bringing those payments current or what else needs to be done? If you can catch it, I'll just be very simple on this. If you can catch it before auction and all that starts, that roller coaster starts, and it's not with an attorney yet, and they're just behind, and you got to catch it up, yes, you're going to cure the arrears, and then you're going to purchase it and keep it up. Now, what's the benefit to the seller? Well, if they do it, I'll, I'll mention a few things. If they do a short sale with a realtor or not, their credit's beat up. Mm-hmm. If they go through a foreclosure, their credit's beat up. I'm talking three to seven years, right? So if they do it with us, in theory, we're going to cure it. And then within six months of on-time payments, that credit's going to be able to cure itself pretty quickly, naturally, organically, not going through any problems. And so that's a big plus for, for a, um, for a uh, seller. We had a woman recently, Zach, I don't think I've mentioned this to you. 
She was behind on her first and her second. There were tiny payments in our world, but sadly she went through COVID and she was elderly. And she specifically said to our student, Robert, out in the Michigan area, I, I've been attacked by investors. Everybody wanted to lowball me. I'm going with you guys because of your model. And she knew the model based on, or her knowledge of, oh, you help buyers too? Like a buyer's gonna come to my home that you're actually helping? She felt good about that. And she sold to us sub two. We had a cure about, not much, $2,400 worth of back payments. So that's not for the brand new investor with zero capital. But we also teach investors how to build that business capital up pretty short order. But and if you're brand, brand new and you got no capital, that's not a first deal for you. Um, that's a very good point because I, I think there's that emotional piece of it too, Chris, where you're like, look, our, our model is actually, we're not just going to go and you know make all this money on your house, right? Like our model is to help you out of your situation, but also help a qualified individual to come in and, and purchase this just over time. We got to help them be able to, you know, yeah. go through their process of being able to qualify for a bank, repair their credit, whatever the case is. Like you're helping both both ends here. Super um, healthy relationship, absolutely. I love it. And and part of the thing about creative financing is like in in the real estate world, I think this is probably the the area where it's like a win win. One of the most. I mean, there's a lot of times where negotiations happen, and it's not always a win win for people. Um, you're not a wholesaler coming in and trying to beat them up on price, where they have to take a loss or something like this. Like you're actually helping them out, and it, it, by engineering the transaction, you can creatively make it work for everybody, right? You absolutely can. It's a win-win-win. That's unique. You know that in real estate. That's pretty unique. Let's talk real quick about the foreclosure aspect of it, because um, I'm just more or less out of curiosity. Let's say someone's already in the foreclosure process, um, and you know they're they're calling you a little late in the game, but they're they're seeing if they're still an out if you can steal a system. How how do you navigate that? Well, I got a call. I love doing the current stuff. So I got a call this morning from Morris. He's in New Jersey. And he said, Chris, is there anything with this deal? I said, well, give me the numbers. He said, it's worth about 500. She owes like 380, but that doesn't count 100,000 in arrears. This woman went on for, I don't know how many years this took. So I said to him, Morris, I'm not seeing any, unless you tell me when you go to the house, there's a, we're wrong in the 500 and there's a big upside here. There's no equity left. So we're going to come up with a hundred grand. Even if we could bring someone in to do that, against our, our, our judgment usually, but there's no equity. So that one is an extreme example of they're in foreclosure. It's real late, but it didn't go to auction yet. So we could still do something, but there's just no upside. There's no way, there's no way to bandaid that even with an investor. So I guess in that scenario, um, what, what did you, were you able to do anything with it, with that one? I mean, is it not I really? told him to go see, I told him two things. So the only strategy here is twofold. One, Go see the property. See if it's either beat up worse than we think or no, I underestimated this is a no-brainer to sell if we, if we could bring in our investor to, to, to cash it out. But most importantly, ask your seller first if they've applied for a loan mod or they could because if they apply for a loan mod and get approved, we can then take over sub two or we could even do a lease purchase as long as the payments are current and the bank's on board. But those are, those are sadly grueling for some sellers where the banks don't even want to approve those. Crazy. Okay. So they have the option to go through a loan modification. Um, and then but, we do it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So are your, um, are your hands kind of tied with uh, foreclosure properties or? If it's already in that like auction stage, attorney has it and you know how legally they have to run through and do their process. Yeah. It's too late for us as far as doing anything, unless we want to come up with all cash for dealing. It's just not what we do. 
Got it. Very cool. Um, so that's just a quick summary of, of the three creative options. If or people just join in, and if you have any questions, please post them. Jordan, nice to see you. Thanks for joining in. Um, Chris uh, is the founder and CEO of the Wicked Smart Academy and the smart real estate coach who assists people in acquiring real estate using creative financing. This is not involving banks, cash, or credit. Through main three methods is subject to seller financing and lease option. So a fantastic way that's extremely applicable in today's market and just a great way to grow your portfolio strategically over time. So um, Chris, let's, let's move in a little bit to talk about uh, your, your upcoming event because that's really what we want to talk about today is your, your QLS event. Um, you're, you have some incentives for our community basically where you're allowing them to attend for free. But this is pretty much a three-day workshop where you guys really get into the nitty-gritty for anyone that's interested to learn about creative financing, that's interested to take their, their business to the next level. Can you explain a little bit about the event and really what that is? Sure. So it's a, sort of our flagship event. We've been running it since 2016 with literally 14 or 15 people in, the, in a basement of this building. And then we grew to, a, to the ballroom size it is today. We're going to spend the first two days, which is the main event, um, on going from people that are trying to do go from zero to one, we call it just one deal. You're trying to get over that hump. And what do I do? And I'm confused. There's so much stuff coming at me um, all the way to uh, panels doing 10 plus deals. And just to put this in perspective, now I'll go back to the event. When I say zero to one or, or 10 plus, as we just talked about earlier, Zach, with that big deal that was hundred and something grand, our community average is 45,000 to 250,000 per all three paydays for each deal they do. So these aren't, when I say 10 deals, it's a big deal. Um, and so we're going to dive into that. We're going to have some of our dream team there, our coaches, our attorney team, uh, our CPA, like literally everybody's going to be there for two days. The third day, which your tribe is uh, invited to for free, is part of the VIP ticket that most will pay for because that's a closed door session with only about a third of the room. And that's going to be our private associate community who does revenue sharing with us on deals. Like these guys are doing deals. We go into a closed door room. It's called Associate Development Day. And we're letting the VIP shadow. They get to sit in the back and just watch what goes on. That, frankly, is a lot, a lot of value because it's tearing back the curtain and seeing what we're doing. Uh, your community can also go to the social on Wednesday night, which is part of the VIP ticket. So it's all for free. It's this whole thing's about a $700 value for them. And at the social, talk about being rubbing elbows with the right people, right? I know you, you're a big advocate of this. Like it matters who you hang out with at that social is going to be each one of the speakers. One of them is David nurse, high performance coach for the NBA. This guy's amazing. I say, guys, a young, he's a young guy. Um, in that room is going to be Peter Taunton built the largest, uh, one of the largest fitness brands in the world. Sold it twice for 40 million each time. He's there. You can pick his brain. Talk about going through struggles. This guy came from nothing uh, out west in a farm. And this is this is amazing conversations that you can have. And yes, it's free for everyone. That's fantastic. And to your point, 100%, the people you surround yourself with are you know far more important for the excess that you're going to receive than, than any like investment that, that you make. Uh, yep. that's, that's investing in yourself, really. Yep. Um, so I love it. So three-day event coming up in just a few weeks. So kind of short notice here, but we, we do appreciate you you know offering and adding value to our community by allowing them to attend for free. They just have to go and show up. Yep. Um, and this is a great way to learn about creative financing. This is kind of a high-level topic. So it, it's something that you need a little bit of coaching and, and guidance on that, uh, you know, because every situation is different. Do you think that's that's true that, I mean, every every transaction is going to be slightly unique? Is Would you agree with that or? Yeah, it's why I'm still here, Zach. I, I, people say, why are you still doing this? I, because every deal that comes in is unique. And I go, oh, this is cool. We get to structure this and you know tweak it. Literally every deal. 
And that's why people like Brian, who's on your show, having the success he has, still calls me and goes, hey, I got this different. What do you think? They're all different and they're fun too. You kept using the word engineer. I love it. So I, cause I call it transaction engineer when you can, when you're able to do that and you will be able to do that once you go through a bunch of our programs and then you're going to be able to rub elbows, not just with those celebrities I told you about, but our own students are in the room. They're going to be tagged properly. You can come up to them and you can pick their brain. That, that's what they're there for. I love it. I'm going to pull up this link because in order to, uh, get the free access to the event they want to you, you want them to use this link right smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash retire qls yep yep just okay. to get the name address basic information you won't pay 10 cents all right so there's a little bit of a mouthful but uh, copy and paste that link if you want to register for the event for free which is chris is only giving out to our community um and of course if if you miss this or you have questions just reach out to us and we'll put you in touch with chris's team um very cool stuff chris Anything else you want to kind of add to the community about, uh, you know, your program, upcoming things? Let's talk about the market, actually, a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about how the market is shifting, because a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines right now. The market is slowing down. This is an opportunity where these type of strategies are probably more applicable. They can be applicable in any market cycle, but especially right now, there is this opportunity. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's huge. I I'll just throw out a couple of things. Uh, one is, uh, fortunes are created in these markets. Like there's no denying that going back to the depression and forward, but technically since 1600s, every time there's a market change, if you're in the creative market space and you understand as Zach said, how to engineer, you will create a fortune. I'm going to say this. I'll give you even dates. If you're willing, committed and serious and willing to go nine to 24 months, I say that because I don't know everybody's discipline, work ethic background, nine to 24 months of solid work. You could potentially set up three payday deals for a decade worth of income. That's a fact. And when you start talking about the deals we were talking about earlier, so get in front of it because you're going to hear in a year or two or three, oh man, I should have done that. You have a chance to be one of those stories now. Secondly, this is the third time, third in 50 years where it's not a supply and demand issue. It's an affordability issue. And if it's an affordability issue, that just pushed up the need even higher, dramatically higher for creative finance. And I could go on, but those two stats alone will not maybe will create fortunes for those that grab onto this with us and go for a run. I love it. So relevant, so applicable right now. Um, basically the take home message is don't sit on the sidelines and, and let the media guide your investing decisions, learn how to be a strategic creative investor and, and take action because hands down to your point, Chris, times like this are, are when fortunes are made and where the successful investors that have that knowledge are going to be able to far exceed you know, expectations of people that aren't, aren't doing anything. So um, thank you so much for taking the time to join in with us, Chris. Anyone that's interested to learn about uh, Chris's program at all in general, you know, visit, uh, visit our page, rentretirement.com forward slash, I think it's S-R-E-C, smart. That's a abbreviation for the smart real estate coach. And if you're interested in attending Chris's annual event for free and rubbing shoulders with some of these high level people, as well as Chris himself, visit this link here, the smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash retire QLS, or just let us know that you want to attend. We'd be happy to send you out. And Chris has a bunch of free, you know, online books and things like this, or I think you even mail out a, a physical book, right? To people that we would do. If they go to your main link, you gave them, they're going to get a package from us. Yep. Your tribe is uh, special for us. We want to make sure everybody's rigged up. Well, you bless us with a lot of value and free material. Chris, thanks so much for the time. This has been exceptional. And uh, we hope a lot of people attend the event because I know there's a tremendous amount of value there. Thank you again. You bet. Thanks, buddy.